This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Steiskel. Guys, how's it going? Hello there. It's going good. How's everybody? It's going everybody cold for me in my place. Everybody had oh, a good yeah. week? No or having a good week? That's terrible. Yeah, they, they're replacing the, the boiler in in our apartment, and uh, no, there's no heat for the next few days. And I, it snowed today. Not a lot, I mean, but it started a little bit, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? So, uh... That, that I'm wearing can't my fuzzy legal. hat. Have you looked so. into the laws about that in <laughs> in Milwaukee? Like, I swear, they can't just turn the heat off on you. Well, they have to offer like something to make up for you know the loss of heat. He he did he did nice drop fuzzy off blanket. He dropped off space heaters for each unit. Um, oh, okay, but it's yeah. just like ah eh, fuck it. I got a heavy weighted blanket. We're good. And I and a twelve pound cat that should that should keep me warm. That, it's like a <laughs> right. little energy generator right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, technically that is a, just a second space heater. So it is. But you have to feed it. Yeah. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. and it and it poops in a box in your house. It does. Um, you think about that. It's one of so, like the weird so, things with cats is that we, you know, I have to keep a small animal in my house. It roams around and occasionally craps in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can say the same about kids. Anyways, yeah. so what are we? What's 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 on our roster today, guys? What, we, what we are going. To, so we we uh, looked at our audience picks and picked one out. This is a recommendation from a good friend of the podcast and frequent listener, Karen Coy, who recommended Kingdom of the Spiders, who she briefly reviewed as all the environmental revenge bug movie tropes plus Shatner at his most Shatnerist, and that's what we're going to be discussing tonight. See how accurate that one uh, holds that- up. That was enough to sell us. <laughs> it was that enough. Was, yeah. 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 That, as far as I'm concerned, that's the new tagline for the movie. It really so. should be. Yeah. Shatner at a Shatnerist. <laughs> so this one, uh, 1977 American science fiction horror film. Uh, a brief synopsis. In rural Arizona, countless killer tarantulas are migrating through a farm town, killing every living thing in their path. The town's veterinarian will do everything in his power to survive the onslaught. An unknown species of horror is born as science fiction becomes science fact. If you find any problems out there, go to the place. Just keep it to yourself. As <laughs> Edward Colby's, he's found another 20 or 30 hills just like the one we burned. I mean, this right here is scientific phenomenon. As you know, all species of megalomorphs are cannibalistic. If you put them together, they'll kill each other off. They just don't colonize like ants or bees do. An army of deadly predators searching, destroying anything in their path. Why did they come? What do they want? In the tradition of the great science fiction thrillers, Dimension Pictures presents 
Kingdom of the Spiders. Starring William Shatner, Tiffany Pauling, Woody Strode, and introducing Althaviz Davis. The spiders in this area have organized themselves into an aggressive army. I've never seen anything like it. One minute they weren't there, and the next minute they were everywhere. Jump at a girl! Listen, there's thousands of them out there. We'll never make it. Why haven't we heard from the sheriff? He must know we're trapped in here. I'm telling you, I don't think we should chance it. Your nightmares will never be the same. Kingdom of the Spiders, the next victim could be you. So, uh, directed by John Bud Cardos. Um, oh, Bug. Yes, John Bud. I love that his nickname is Bud. Yeah, that Bud. Is the mark of a. Who's also true. done other great films such as Satan's Sadist, Blood of Dracula's Castle, Nightmare in Wax, and Psych Out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen some of these. All of these, yeah. Oh, he's it's it's uh, a nice a nice mix of different genres. The Road Hustlers have not seen that one, but I guess there's time. And yeah, starring this one, of course, uh, stars William Shatner, Tiffany uh, Balling, Woody Strode, Lou Dressler, and David McLean, as well as others. Which the first time I saw David McLean's name, I just I thought it was like Don McLean. I was like, really? He's in this? No. But it wasn't. It's not him. Not even the same no, person. No. It couldn't be a more different person. But yeah, so Kingdom of the Spiders. I honestly this so looking at my intro notes on this, um opening. Bad music but good geology. It it's really quite beautiful scenery <laughs> for uh for Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, that, it, it, that, and shot that, on location, it actually does use Arizona quite nicely for a uh, low-budget movie, obviously. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it's actually quite nice to look at. Like, a lot of good photography and just really highlights the um, the natural. I think it was actually filmed in the Verde Valley, where the place it takes place. And, um, yeah, so it's got that going for it right away. And as you mentioned, has its own original country songs. There's like three original so- songs in this movie, I think. So yeah, like something about like the love trying to get us through the night or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. The sound of the country. Yeah. For me, I think it, it definitely had like a time capsule feel. Yeah. Like when I was watching this whole movie, like everything's just like, oh my god, that existed. For instance, like how like beer can tabs, like how you used to open up a beer can. Back like in pull the, it off. the tearaways, whether you pull yeah. it off and shit. But the thing that was the scariest, the scariest thing for me, even scarier than the spiders, was the prices of things. So yeah. extremely low, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like yeah. a tire, a tire is like what twenty bucks. He's one guy's yeah. trying to sell a new tire for twenty bucks. Uh, or you can like rent a cabin. Well, he was gonna kind of give him like a shitty tire he had sitting around for twenty bucks. But still, no, no, he was gonna give a, a shitty tire. tire for five bucks. Oh, for yeah. five bucks, yeah, you're right. But no, a good sorry. tire for twenty. Right. Um, you can't get a shitty tire he, he for worked... twenty. <laughs> I guarantee all <laughs> yeah. of his tires are shitty. I bet uh, a flat tire is worth more than twenty bucks. Yeah, it is. But uh, you could get like a cabin for, like for eleven dollars a night, like an entire cabin to yourself for eleven <laughs> mm-hmm. bucks a night. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Sorry, it's just like and, yeah. it's just don't. It's uh, crazy. I, and I, I want that. I did want to highlight something from the synopsis, and that's that, folks. You did hear it right. Uh, William Shatner does play a hero cowboy veterinarian in this movie. Yeah. So, um, which which and a playboy. You know, once <laughs> once you start not thinking surprising. about the setting and the time period and everything, makes a little more sense. It sounds it sounds a little more out there than it really is, but um, 
being that you know out west i'm sure veterinarians really were these probably a little bit more were kind of these cowboy type characters because yeah you were probably going out into the onto the range right and well i would, uh, I would checking on cattle and still do so. they still do i've actually yeah. seen uh vets on ranches out in montana before and i've seen them on horseback it's like well eric you've been out mm-hmm. and both yeah. ryan both of you guys have been out to montana um with me and yeah, I mean, you see people on horseback. With the, I mean, it's like, shit, that's a cowboy. Oh, yeah. And that's <laughs> actually one a, of the reasons on I meth, thought... they're on horseback. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was one of the reasons right off the bat that I thought that you, Joe, would get a kick out of this movie. Because I feel like it's a, it's actually one of those rare films that kind of gets the setting right. Like, the characters just kind of seem like they fit. and um, Yeah. It really does take, like, a little really slice does. out of the West. It's, it's a bit yeah. over... I mean, the, it, everything's overacted. Part of that is it's the 70s, and part of it is the, the, the film itself. But yeah, the Shatner. But the setting and like kind <laughs> yeah. of the okay, so he's supposed to be like a like you said like a cowboy vet. Oh, out in Arizona on a ranch, yeah, probably. I mean, it all kind of works. This movie surprisingly has some. I don't want to say good science in it, but it's it's got some like believable, interesting uh you know tropes. Um, yeah, I it does. I think um, I wanted to dislike this movie more than I ended up. I actually kind of liked it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch it a lot yeah, again, I but I actually believe it or not, this was not a first time for me. This oh. I had uh, owned this DVD a while back. I ended up selling it when I did my big like sell off, when I thought I was going to get rid of all my movies, and then totally changed my mind and started collecting again. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that's the sign this of was problem, one that Eric. I got a recommendation, I think, from a magazine or something, and picked up and was pleasantly surprised by. Um, it sounded kind of silly. I knew it was like a bug, you know. Um, one of those nature gone wild bug movies that were like real, but there's like seven or eight yeah. of these types of movies just right around this year when it came out. And this was just right before Piranha and, Oh, you know, uh, food of the gods and the swarm and the bees and grizzly and all these nature gone wild. What's the Australian one? Squirm. Night of the Squirm's animals. another one. Squirm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. orca. I mean, on and on and on. Um, so right around this time, tons of these nature gone wild movies. And I actually think, as Joe was saying, this one has, um, I don't know if credibility is the right word, because it's really not when you start to think about it, but like it, it kind of holds up. Like the, the, the plot actually, the events, the way they play out, it never seems, you know, too over the top. Or Well, I mean, it would be easy. I mean, that's your guys' take. It, I haven't. <laughs> it it would have been easy to do something like, why are the tarantulas attacking everybody? Oh, because of toxic waste, and now they're mutated. And, yeah, you know. that's the way most of those movies right. And this go, one, yeah. instead, it's it's a basic concept of, well, we, we're using a lot of pesticides and crop dusting and stuff and killing a lot of pesticides. It eradicates their food supply. So even though these tarantulas are normally cannibalistic, if, if times get tough, it's changing their behavior not like there's a mutation of the behavior but just a different behavior is being selected and they're going on the offense and so they're just starting to eat larger prey including humans so it was um it's not supernatural it's not you know bizarre pseudoscientific to that extreme form um I, I honestly I don't know how credible this concept would be. I don't, I don't think animals do that, but a small population oh, doing yeah. something like that, maybe I don't know. It's it's thought provoking. At least it's it seemed a little more grounded in reality, which was kind of kind of interesting. You know, there weren't giant spiders roaming around. There's right. just a ton it, of them. that. And it takes mixed with it. its. 
I was gonna say it takes on the 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 the, the theme of this one is like being overwhelmed by just the sheer amount mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. creepy crawlies. Not like oh they're super large. It's like the worst nightmare is like oh they didn't get any larger. There's just way fucking more of them, and they make sure to show you just how many times like people get covered in tarantulas. And they're really aggressive. Yeah, like this, yeah. covered. <laughs> yeah, really aggressive with five times the venom. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, super tarantulas, but they're not big. There's just yeah, like you said, they're just crawling all over everything. Yeah, they co- they colonized. Which I kind of I mean, they're become... they're and, and the production of this. I I read that the budget for this movie <laughs> was yeah. they ended up um, spending fifty thousand dollars on tarantulas. They needed five thousand yeah. of them, and they were ten dollars a piece. And they also used mm-hmm. a whole bunch of fake ones too. But and they had to keep them in separate containers. Yeah, like individually because they will eat each other. And, they will. Uh, yeah, they'll kill each other. And how they also or Shatner like, will eat them. Or Shatner will eat them. And also how tarantulas normally don't. Spock, like have you being around? Tried people. these eight-legged eight legged delights. They are they're like remarkable legged tribbles. Um, <laughs> but how they uh, you know tarantulas usually try to stay away from from people. Um, yeah, they're shy. So so they had like force these things onto people by blowing on them or just like filming them running one way and then like splice it with the person running the other um i i i have to say like when i was watching this movie like the whole time i kept thinking about the poor tarantulas every time like oh man i just feel so bad for these creatures they're getting run over they're getting run over by the car when the like when the sheriff is going through the town to see the mayhem. Like everyone's like freaking out. You have a kid who's like falls out of the car dying and shit. And the whole time, I'm like, oh, I just watched a tarantula get run over and I saw his gut splurt everywhere. Oh, I feel terrible. I think I saw the that same was... tarantula because yeah. they didn't focus yeah. on it. It's just the scene when the car's driving through and there's mayhem. And I'm like, I ran over a tarantula. I hope that's one of the fake ones, but I don't think it was. It wasn't. Yeah, like, you no, can see like the white goo. You can tell they're really smashing one of those things. But yeah, yeah. most people probably wouldn't bat an eye. But yeah, I, mean, I feel a little bad for them. It's. <laughs> I'm like, let me take like, over humanity. It's, fuck it. Yeah. We we had our time. <laughs> yeah, but then you know it it rolls to the you know end of the film and they kind of have their. <laughs> but. Um, Actually, yeah, the, anyway, the so ending of this one, uh, honestly, I thought the ending of this one, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. It's yeah, the best too. It's the best part of this movie. Yeah. It's when I first creepy. saw this movie, um, I was really surprised by the dark turn that it took. Um, I just, because, uh, maybe like the last third of the movie that like really all of a sudden, like, because it's kind of like almost lighthearted. There's this like little kind of like... I would it's, it's I I hesitate to even call it a romantic subplot because they're really just you know oh um, god but um it's it seems like it's a little more lighthearted until about three quarters of the way through and the spiders really take over you know the town and there's just people dropping dead everywhere and um even our main characters are trapped and um their fate is kind of sealed well if you if you yeah i was gonna say if you listen to the the talk earlier in the film when they're talking about like oh scientists have run scenarios of insects were ever going to turn on us and there's not anywhere it turns out good for us they very much tell you like yeah they're 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 not getting out of that (laughs) situation so yeah um so yeah i I was really shocked by that too and it's actually one of the things i liked about this movie is it didn't when you look at the you know the cover the poster of kingdom of the spiders and you know you know who william shatner is and you know that this is one of these nature gone wild spider everywhere kind of you know movies um you kind of have a bunch of expectations in your head of what it's going to be like and you're not totally wrong but this one has enough surprises that i think it 
it's it's a pleasurable watch like it actually ends up being uh an entertaining movie because yeah there's um it doesn't go exactly how you thought it was going to yeah um i do want to point out that the film was distributed by dimension pictures which is a now defunct film production studio not to be confused with dimension films <laughs> right just found just the, in 92 yeah. yeah that was something that uh, uh, i guess some people have gotten confused about over the years um hmm. but uh, yeah yep. this was put out by dimension pictures not dimension films um yeah i don't know there, yeah. so we should probably um go ahead sorry. i was gonna say i was just there's a couple other you know like you'd mentioned some other other of, of both these nature on the rampage kind of movies or especially insect ones um you know them being one of the most famous ones but again you're looking at like radiated giant ants or something like that in in, in them mm-hmm. um what other what other films kind of along the same vein really stand out for you guys i mean there's arachnophobia which is the other well, big spider one but yeah, I was going to say, Arachnophobia definitely growing up was one. Um, ones from around this era, I, like I mentioned, Piranha mm-hmm. is one that it has some similarities. Um, oh, what's the what's the gator one with uh, Bill Pullman? Uh, Lake Placid. Yeah. Um, for some reason, there's some just like some moments that remind me of that as well, even though it, it's not the same setting. It's not the same um, kind of animal, but yeah, it's... Uh, what about you, Ryan? I don't know. Do you... um, I'm trying to think. The only one... Like, I would never go on my way to really watch those types of movies. Uh, but way back when I was a teen, we had the Stars Channel, and there was nothing ever really on. You know, like, I'll just watch a Stars movie. Uh, Squirm. Squirm mm. was, like, one oh, yeah. that still to this day kind of stuck with me, which is just a bunch of Worm. earthworms that go <laughs> turn cannibalistic. Uh, yeah. I mean, you say I can't say cannibalistic because they're not eating themselves. They they go carnivorous, uh, right. and there's just the one scene where they're oh my god, where they're just like all like they just filled the entire fucking house with worms. Like like it's just like like <laughs> I want to say two feet of like a whole living yeah. room filled with worms, and you just see this this hillbilly uh main antagonist just pop out of there after he got thrown in and he has worms all over digging in his face and shit and he's trying to like still get the girl that he he fell in the... it's weird <laughs> that is a great great kind of b horror but yeah right in the same vein like nature gone crazy movie and squirm actually like that really the, the part you're talking about like towards the end of the film actually has some stuff that like kind of makes your skin crawl i mean for <laughs> oh it does yeah um and that's a. Uh... I know Joe and I have talked about it in the past, the, the filmmaker, but Jeff Lieberman directed that as well. Mm-hmm. So I know, he, but yeah, it's but, a good one. I, I like Squirm. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it is what it is, but yeah, it's uh, it does a it does a thing. This one, <laughs> this one, um, like I, I I don't get I'm not bothered by spiders. Like I don't want to touch them, but I also won't kill them because I'm like, yeah, no, I want them to kill all the other shit in my house that I don't want. Like they're cool. <laughs> um, so I have yep. to usually do that, like, you know, and Catch him when my cup, him when my <laughs> when my girlfriend's just like, get the fuck out of here, and I'm like, okay, I'll throw it in the hallway. But after, like, when you're watching this movie, and it's just like, okay, these aren't bothering. Me. Like I said, I kind of feel for them. But after a while, when you're just seeing people just covered in in all that shit, I'm like, ah, no, no, I it's it's getting to me. It's <laughs> getting to me a little bit now. Um, yeah, 
I think but, me too. I, I feel exactly the same way. Like, I'm actually kind of a fan of spiders. Like, I, I don't dislike spiders in any way. Like, I don't let them, like, hang out in my house, but I'm the same way. Yeah, I'll catch them, let them outside. I'll put them outside the door, like yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, the, just the amount of them. It's kind of the same thing you're describing with the worms and in, in squirm. It just is so much. When you <laughs> have so many that you can't... When, when it becomes like a game of floor is lava, where you're, ha- like, you're, you're, uh, like where you can travel is now shrinking down more and more. It's like that. It's like a feeling of claustrophobia almost. Like I always feel that with those types of movies, I think that's the intention um, Mm. where it's just like, and whatever your next move is, you're fucked uh, essentially. And they do that a lot, especially in the basement scene where he has to go down where Shatner has to go down in the basement and uh, fix a fuse, which they have the old fuses. We actually have to replace a fucking fuse. And that sucks. If no one else has ever dealt with that, Imagine you guys yeah. maybe have. Mm-hmm. I I did too. It's it sucks, yep. and then you have like all the spiders and shit. First off, I don't know how he fucking survived that situation. But regardless, that was like a <laughs> that was an apex moment. Um, but what yes. made me squirm the most was actually watching Shatner, uh, flirt with every woman. I mean, it's like okay, what's different if you watch Star Trek? But with this one, I think it's <laughs> like it's the weird love triangle between like him the scientist woman who comes into town and and with with his brother-in-law's widow no with his brother's brother's widow widow. his sister-in-law um that was the saddest one that was the weirdest it was just a weird plot point to have it like the love (laughs) triangle doesn't really matter it's just like here's some devastating trauma for this woman's life (laughs) <laughs> it's like and she doesn't yeah. end well she dies no trying dies, to save yeah. her daughter it's just like it's one oh of my the first God, moments where it like went totally life. left turn for me i was like whoa like okay i thought that whole like they set up that relationship to go somewhere and no they just killed her and uh you know left the the, the child in the care of you know captain kirk and the scientist lady um but yeah, I think they. It was interesting that they they did do a lot of developing these characters. Like, I mean, maybe not a lot of like, you know, it wasn't like Oscar award winning writing or anything. But they did it's give more them than all you like some yeah, like some backstory and quite a bit, like to the point where you know he, he goes on this long story describing how his brother gave him his nickname and um, how does his brother it is, how does brother yeah. die again? Nam. How did. It, his brother died yeah, in Nam. Right. Yep. That's how died he says it. Nam. He died right. in Nam. Died in <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, that's still relevant. Once again, time <laughs> capsule. So. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I there's there's some big time um, what we'll say dated for lack of a better term of uh, flirting in this movie to the point of you know you know chasing somebody down on the roadway, or uh, <laughs> and then jumping in their car and taking them out to dinner. Yeah. Um, however, I mean. I don't, I don't feel like Rack's ever, like, malicious in any way. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel, it's dated as hell, but I don't ever, like, hate his character. I don't think he's, like, acting like a, a creep necessarily. He's just, you know. I kind of, I kind of do. 70s guy, and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> the um, reason, the reason why is, it's, it's not just because he chases down, like, the main woman who keeps saying, no, I don't want this, uh, and then, you know takes her car with her in it like drives her that's not that scene it's the fact that he continuously flirts like yeah he does with with his sister-in-law um like hinting that like yeah well, you know i'm helping you with my with my niece and stuff like we could potentially have something and then the next day like brings over this like look they, at this woman i really like her like just flat out 
freaking like open yeah. about it and she's just forced I mean, to go oh yeah they that's definitely, cool and then goes off and cries the issue that he's not cool with like like he definitely has some interest but isn't cool with the concept of you know it's my brother's wife so it's never gonna happen right and uh well i but, mean yeah you it say, seems like it's a you kind of say that but there's that move. one scene where she's like kind of saying like i want to you know get with you and he's not opposed to it <laughs> like yeah. he's just like yeah you know until something better comes along until yeah, something better I mean, comes along that's where the douchiness kind of like kicks in you're like dude what the fuck and you're supposed to be a positive role model for this like eight-year-old or whatever yeah yeah okay <laughs> it's it's Sorry. a product of the 70s kind of, no no and I, my I just, feminism I, uh his senses were tingling on that one i'm like i'm gonna rip under that one i can't help it I, but it's, no, it's, and I see what you're saying there. But I also think that the the character, the female scientist character Diane, actually turns out to be quite a decent sparring partner for him. And she is. Is it just a pushover? Like, so she's no. she's a fairly for the for when this was made and the kind of movie it was. I feel like she's a pretty decent character, um, well realized, and and actually is set against him pretty nicely. So yeah, what, the moments when he looks like a creep. She, I mean, she definitely calls him on it. I don't know why she ends up getting with him. Like, that doesn't really make sense. Well, but, I mean, I, Stockholm I mean, Syndrome just... at the end of the movie. Well, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> I think we're the only ones anyway. left. So I think that's like the big, you know, we'll talk about the, the big Shatner in the room that we're ignoring. Yeah. And so <laughs> what, I just mean, it, what do you guys for, make of, for a, me. of starring role Shatner in this? Oh, it's great. Uh, honestly, yeah, it... Uh... It was. It went from comical to like, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. to admit, I I actually got on board with this one. It started out where I was like, oh my god, it's so much Shatner, but by the <laughs> end, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm kind of down with this. It's all right. He blends yeah. in quite nicely. He does. Like, you, you think you think Shatner would stick out a lot, but he actually does a good job of blending in. Like you believe he is part of that town. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, yeah, I, I actually I couldn't get my wife, I couldn't get Sarah to watch this with me because she hates spiders. But she did like walk in for a few oh, yeah. minutes, and I was like, it's William Shatner. She's like, no, it's not. Well, is it really? Like she had to sit down and watch for a few minutes to like, huh? I guess that yeah. is Shatner. I'm like, yeah, he's not being as Shatner as I thought he was going to be. I mean, he's still being yeah, and Shatner. I was going to say he's definitely got his own brand of acting. Like he's he's got his thing, and Shatner does what he does, but. What's awesome about his performance in this movie is, like, he could have totally phoned this one in, right? He's Bill Shatner. He knows he's the name that's selling this movie. He could show up and do whatever he wanted, and he doesn't. He gives this thing 110% the whole time. And um, you got to admire that about somebody because, you know, it's a low-budget thing, and he he's the star, right? They, getting him is probably what got this movie made, to tell you the truth. And, um, yeah, he's uh never never takes it for granted, never phones it in. He's just doing his Shatner best the whole <laughs> the whole time. And yeah, I think he pulls it off. And I think despite some of the weird creepiness, and yeah, I do agree with Ryan, and you know, it's dated and <laughs> uh-huh. certainly has some issues, but I think I do end up kind of liking this character in a way um, as, you know, one of Bill Shatner's characters that I, I find him memorable. You know, he's not, he's not quite Captain Kirk, I guess, but in a lot of you ways, can, you can <laughs> don't get me wrong, you can still watch the movie and be like, unbothered yeah. by it i will say like i just have less sympathy when he's covered in spiders i'm like okay yeah <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> it's only right 
which everybody and by the way i mentioned earlier i think that i was i had my own favorite uh, moment of this and that's it that's it shatner covered in spiders is my favorite piece of his acting in this entire movie because it's just like his reaction to the um yeah so the basement scene when he just gets covered in all of those spiders it's it's fantastic so like it's one of those things when you see the box art or one of the box arts, but the one that the art that I saw is is of Shatner like screaming and covered in spiders, and you're like, they're yep. never gonna actually do that, and they pretty much actually did that. And I'm like, bravo, you get sure you get it. A... It covered about every one of the people in this cast in spiders at one point. So, <laughs> so. yeah, there's a hell of a lot of spiders. Yeah, Joe's not exaggerating. That's a that's a fact. Ten thousand was it? Like what? what uh, was the five thousand, Joe. Five thousand. Five thousand. But still, yeah. And you, yeah, when you see this movie, by the end of it, it's totally believable that there are 5,000 spiders in this thing, so. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I don't mind spiders, but I think if I had to be on the set with 5,000 tarantulas, I'd probably be eventually (laughs) getting a little like, okay, I don't want to be around spiders anymore. Yeah, I think that's another thing that surprises people or you about this movie. Like, if you're, if you're, like you said, Sarah, you know, doesn't, knows she doesn't Mm -hmm. like spiders, so avoids this right away. Um, That's fine. Um, but somebody like me who like generally, I, I actually kind of like spiders I, or, or find them interesting. And, you know, I don't mind, you know, they don't scare me. I can pick them up and take them away. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it, it, it was a huge surprise to me that by the end of this thing, this was giving me the creeps, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like, it's just the amount of spiders and the amount of, um, so yeah, I think it's, it's really effective, especially for what it is. It, I guess it's, it comes in on, uh, maybe low expectations and thrives on that because i think everyone that's walking into this thing especially watching it modern like now um your expectations might be a little bit on the low side and it it exceeds all of those i think so that's what makes it uh, you know a bit of a success (laughs) well i i I did some field work and research down in the yucatan of mexico years ago and you see tarantulas pretty frequently like right you'll be driving down the road and you'll see them cross the road in front of you because they're big enough where you notice when something black and hairy is running around. You know, they're kind of, you know, about palm-sized. And you'll if you if you look on the streets and roads, you'll find flattened tarantulas everywhere. So I've kind of... I haven't seen this many, obviously. But even that... And again, as somebody who doesn't mind spiders, even that was like, oh, oh, they're that common here? Ugh. You know? Like, all right, I'm really going to yeah. check every piece they, of clothing I have. When... When you see that, like, run across the road or something, you know, you, you realize, like, oh, they could be anywhere. Like, they could be my boots right exactly. now. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. the good news is uh, their venom isn't that harmful to humans. No. So that's great. Unless you are but, allergic to it. It's like a bee sting. Right. Same. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I did read about it as well, and I'm sure you guys did, too, is that the biggest problem that the cast had with the spiders was the hairs. Oh, yeah. They make you itch. They make you itch. They actually use the hairs in itching oh, powder, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so. <laughs> yeah, I did read that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they shed those things, and it. Yeah, they can really the little bristles, and I guess yep. they really irritate the skin. So, but that's, you know, that's just I. I found that amusing too. It's like of all the things you'd think would be the the worst part about dealing with spiders, and actually, it's they make you itch. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to throw Sarah under the bus. She is thoroughly convinced that every spider is on the planet specifically to try to kill her. <laughs> so I'll be like, try to explain to her, yes, there's a little spider in the corner in the basement in a little web. 
he doesn't even, or she doesn't even know you're there. She's like, kill it. I'm not going to kill it. I'll take it outside. But I don't know. I think what solidified that spy, I'm okay with spiders for the most part for me was uh, a, a, an infographic I saw once that was like, here's what the world would look like without spiders. And it's some, some person in the kitchen preparing a meal and they're literally covered in insects. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's right. They do take care of a lot of mosquitoes and gnats and shit, don't they? All right. Yeah. yeah. Spiders can stick Spiders around. are our friends. Yeah. <laughs> Not in this movie, no. but. Not in this movie. No, there, no. There was they just a, go for the cattle. There were a couple of scenes in this that really stuck out with me. Yeah, you mentioned the, the Shatter in the basement covered in spiders. That was just a gorgeous mm. thing. The pilot. The scene with oh, the, God. with the the crop oh, right. dusting yep. pilot and he's he, the spiders crawl over him while he's flying, which is a really messed mm-hmm. up scene. But the way he screams in that movie, oh my God, is almost like <laughs> it's it's not like a oh my God scream. It's a, a like a okay, let's give us your most childish shriek and yeah, do that over and over shriek. and over again. <laughs> and he does. He's like two two and a half straight minutes of that scream, like. Yeah. Meanwhile, everybody on the ground's so, like... One of you want to reenact it? No. <laughs> oh, well, what, it is like a kid, though. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a child screeching. It was really... I don't know. It. Yeah, it's pretty much like, okay. So, yeah, you do it's it. like... <laughs> just crazy. But, and he's just flying around. Just, yeah, I'm until eventually... And they're like, yeah, and they keep splicing back to it. And he's like, just screaming but then again it's like is he not dead yet they're, jesus they're, fuck kill him they do explain how <laughs> you know, these things and I, I i like that too like when you see a puncture like when somebody dies from it you see like after the spiders have crawled off of them and you can see like like mm-hmm. these welts with punctures in them it didn't look overly they weren't like oozing and bloody and stuff like that it was just insect bites big mm-hmm. giant insect bites so this one really surprised me Honestly, I, know, I kind of said that before. This one really surprised me. I'm like, this is, I thought this was going to kind of be shit, and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I thought it, the, another interesting, and we kind of touched on it briefly uh, when when we were talking about, you know, kind of the datedness of some of Shatner's behavior towards the female characters. But um, I, I did want to point out that I, I did, and I did point out that I enjoyed the Diane, the uh, scientist character, um, Diane Ashley, mm-hmm. the arachnologist in the movie um thought she was a, a, a well-realized uh, female character for a 1977 sci-fi horror film yeah um i also feel like they treated their um minority characters uh woody strode's character mm-hmm. um oh what was his name um colby walter colby Farm. and birch colby, colby. Yeah. no colby. yep, the colbys um they colby. gave them like a good a, you know a good you know role in that and and i mean cut you could probably argue that you know they could have depicted them a little bit less like backwoods, whatever. But I feel like they were treated as you know members of the community, and, and it just I I feel like in 1977, especially watching these type of movies, you don't often see diversity True. in cast. And when you do, especially it usually something that comes out, and it usually yeah. falls in those stereotype tropes. It's used for comedic, mm-hmm. you know, comic comic relief or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't feel like these characters were like that at all no no i think the, the when when colby is going you know when, when woody Strode's going out of his way to be like yeah die die when they're burning the spider hill i was <laughs> yeah. like okay that's just kind of overacting but i don't think that's that's not trying to make any you know gags or anything like that this is just they just overshot okay show us a lot of emotion and, in this scene but yeah and, and don't don't you know 
misquote me as saying this is some like you know pinnacle of civil rights or something because it is certainly no. not but it just you know it's i think it's for its time it's it's kind of like a doctor who episode like the characters are just in there it's not really yeah yeah like main focus it's just right yeah uh i do like you guys brought up the kobe's and we're talking about favorite scenes or scenes that stuck out for me it was when um the spiders are starting to like come out and 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 swarms is the accurate statement for mm-hmm. this one and mm-hmm. mrs kobe is just shooting him with her like a six shooter revolver oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's one on her hand and then she just blasts <laughs> off her hand and then like they cut to the next yeah. scene they don't she's she's dead she dies but they never show it they never talk about it again they just show that scene where she's fighting him and shooting him one by one with the gun and she just blasts <laughs> off yeah. her her own hand when there's a spider on her hand and it like, blows <laughs> like, off three of her fingers yeah and it does like they have a prosthetic that just blows <laughs> off um so that was one that i thought yeah like what the fuck yeah um, i think they handled yeah and that's like right good. at that point where the in the movie where it takes that turn and all it's like whoa okay this is really going dark like it's not not where i thought we were going and i think that's at the end of the day that's going to be the thing that makes this movie stand out amongst many you know similar films um is it yeah i think it it's 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 also the script kind of it works perfectly in the fact that we were talking about some of the dialogue about spiders and they set all this stuff up so perfectly and it doesn't seem like an info dump or like it doesn't seem obvious that they're setting it up but they set the ending up perfectly with that conversation in the sheriff's office about you know if insects were ever to turn on us and you know um i mean you know, the <laughs> Yeah, I did find I just wanted to say I did find that conversation kind of funny because there's there's moments yeah. where it's just like the datedness and dialogue kind of comes through mm-hmm. and yeah. like yeah. where they're just saying like, yeah, there's a bunch of scientists. We ran a bunch of data uh, and scenarios about when uh, about insects taking over humanity. And, you know, a lot of these figures always point out that la, la, la. but I'm just like, who are these people? Who are these people sitting down? Who are these three guys? <laughs> Who are these three guys yeah. going like stoned off their asses going, what do you think if, um, what if tarantulas just like colonize? Do you think that's a possibility? <laughs> well, Where, how, what, what's the outcome? Uh, that yeah. that part made me chuckle. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I want to, I want to watch that movie. Well, I, I mean, I, I could say that scene. Th- there were two guys that did that, that sat around possibly got stoned and said what if tarantulas you know started colonizing and attacking people their names are Stephen lodge and jeffrey sniller and they wrote this movie so there's at least two people yeah. that did that <laughs> yeah they just may whoever, not have been know, scientists play <laughs> to arachnophobia which essentially asks the same question so yeah <laughs> yeah 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 but i did i did like arachnophobia setup though with how they like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was a crossbred genetic mutant and then it fucked it and then it fucked with the rest of the other spiders so if you want to, mm-hmm. when we talk about like spider movies um or or, or these these nature gone wild kind of movies mm-hmm. and we talked about like well it's always some kind of nuclear waste i would say arachnophobia uh that had a good setup for its its monster yeah that but, was, you know that before was that it did yeah. cautionary tale about like invasive species if you want to really get yeah that, and this right? This one being mm-hmm. overuse of of, of uh, pesticides. Deet. They say deet, deet but yeah, yeah pesticides. Um, but yep. yeah, so I'd say like you know, good successor. Like if this movie never got a sequel, so if you want another one, arachnophobia. It was supposed to, but yeah, although it was supposed the to. Was announced, yeah. Yeah, but um, never happened though. Dimension shut. They shuddered before it could happen. Um, 
Yeah. So. And I guess arachnophobia is another one that's my favorite that we should probably review in more detail at some point because it's oh, Jul- yeah, be Julian fun. Sands. I mean, dudes, uh, he's creepy. <laughs> that in one I did everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially just like the ski blonde guy walking around on spiders. It was awesome. <laughs> but well, I guess to kind of wrap yeah. this one up, if we had to give Kingdom of the Spiders a grade, what do you think, Ryan? Let's start with you. Um, well, Billy Shat Shat does a pretty fun job. He blends into the the scenery quite nicely. Um, he's got some good comedic bits here and there, like when he first meets our uh, female lead scientist, and she she's kind of arrogant and or, or yeah, arrogant in her ways, and just like tells him to serve her, and she and he just sends her off to the back. Th- that whole scene's great. We can just whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways. William Shatner does a good job actually he doesn't overdo it he's just the right amount of Shatner uh the spiders are creepy as fucking all hell when you start seeing them in droves uh it's got actually a pretty pretty interesting ending um uh especially if you're a small town that's dealing with like a terrible situation and just the amount of attention that you're actually gonna get and and that was actually believable for me uh, I would give this a B minus. Uh, I think if you don't have to watch this, but if you do watch it, I don't think you'd be terribly disappointed. Nice. What about you, Eric? Yeah. Um, for me, this one is a like a stone cold cult classic, and one of the best examples of the like seventies animal or you know nature gone wild movies. And I think I like I like beating a dead horse here, but um, I I think. It did fly under the radar for me. I'm sure for most people, you know, modern modernly probably haven't heard of this movie unless they are into like cult movies. Um, I think it's worth a watch because I think it is going to uh, kind of subvert most of your expectations, and I think it's smarter and scarier than a lot of other things that were you know being made in this genre at the time. Um, I love the you know i gotta kind of love shatner in this movie like i agree with ryan i think he actually pulls it off and ends up doing a fairly good job um location filming in arizona like we talked about i even kind of like the cheesy country music that they wrote for the movie um not that i would like fun it adds to to it but yeah it adds (laughs) to the charm of the movie um i yeah i think um yeah get to a grade i guess I, i think honestly for me um like I, I guess I wouldn't put it on an essential must-see movies of all time list, but for me, it's it's a B plus. I think it's definitely one that is a lot of fun, and I would certainly say you could, you know, if you're just sitting down to waste a couple hours on a Saturday evening or something, the you could do worse. So. I think I'm, I'm kind of pretty close with you guys there too. I, I didn't have high expectations going into this one, and I'll admit I went under the radar and I'd never even heard of it. Um, uh, I I regret now because actually it was quite a lot of fun uh it's a little slow in the beginning there's a few parts where it it kind of drags uh but when it picks up like you said about oh the last third or so it really picks up and and the ending of it is a very chilling ending that would later go on to be common in you know some zombie movies and things like that but usually in these it almost has like a a, an ending similar to like the birds you know where you're not really sure what's going to happen next. There's more of a story to tell, but this is what you're getting right now. And it's very creepy uh, imagery there at the end of this entire town covered in very thick webs. Uh, and 
Meanwhile, they're hearing the radio station about how everything's just fine outside of this one little town. Mm-hmm. Um, that that juxtaposition is really, really effective. Uh, so overall, just for the surprise factor of well, this, this isn't only not only is this movie pretty good, but it, you know, or I should say, not only does it not suck, it's actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead with a B minus on this. And I will admit that when I sat down to review this tonight, it was a little bit lower, but in this conversation, that has kind of brought it up a bit. So that does happen. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and give this one a B- minus myself. So thank you, Karen, very much for recommending this yes, one. Um, and we hope you enjoyed the conversation about it. We hope all of our listeners enjoy the episodes. And we got more stuff coming up real soon. Right, Eric? Um, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. In fact... Coming up in either next week or the week after, whenever we get it done, we're going to have bring you our second annual Razzies special, and I believe we have a winner in our Razzies poll, which uh, um, means we're going to be watching the train wreck that supposedly is Cats. Oh, yes. So, um, <laughs> I'm excited about, about that, that actually. One. Yeah, I kind of am too, to tell you the truth. Um and then uh, in the weeks following, we're going to look at Demolition Man, Velocipaster, the Netflix series Living With Yourself, The Quiet Earth. Um, we're going to have some special stuff coming up around the uh, 1st of April. So yeah. yeah. See what we have in store. for yes. And of course, we would love to hear other uh, listener recommendations such as this one. And any other questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms you can come up with, please forward them to videojunkairpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at videojunkpod or on Facebook at videojunkairpodcast, the official page, or the Video Junker Podcast group. We would love to hear from you. And yeah, right? That everything yeah. i think that covers it all to hear from you but <laughs> i want to thank everybody once again for listening to the video junkyard podcast keep tuning in and checking us out every week for all new content until then i'm joe peterson i'm eric Branson, and i'm ryan seiskel saying <laughs>